Okay, I meant to do this a full, like, almost a week ago, um, and then realized that I couldn't both talk and walk at the same time without, like, losing my voice, um, and then subsequently losing my thoughts. So, take two. Um, I wasn't 100% sure that I wanted to do, like, a sort of, or that I was going to do, like, a little follow-up about Disco Elysium, because I feel like I did say a lot of, um, what I had to say about the game in the after or most of the way through my first playthrough and you know what kind of happened after that was like me running around with Kuno as a detective instead and um solving not all of the mysteries um but some of them and stuff like that and uh so I don't know it was the kind of thing where I was like oh I like this but now I need to immediately play this game again and so <laughs> and so I did. I think I quite genuinely like listened to all the credits or watched all the credits, listened to the music, and then restarted it. Restarted it. Fuck. Restarted it, and then played through it all again. Um, and I I think I took some notes that are kind of illegible. <laughs> um, about what I wanted to say about this game, but what I first wanted to say was that the second time that I played through this. Um, I did try to get, to make everything happen that I wanted to have happen, happen. Um, so I didn't, there were like a very, very few handful of times where like I would save and then I would do a conversation that I didn't actually want just to see what the ending would be and then like went back to my save and played through it. Um, and that was like for, for like very minor, minor things. Um, but like. I, this, for the most part, the only time that I was, like, saving and retrying things was specifically when I was, like, failing skill checks. I would just save right before I knew a skill check was coming and then redo it over and over and over again. Um, and I didn't do it for some of the big things. And part of that could just be that I was, like, uh, some of the big things, like, you can't, um, you can't do it very easily without, um... Uh, without going through, like, long dialogue trees or stuff like that. So I think the three big things that I didn't do this for was, um, I think when you first, when you first interact with the body, when you first inspect it, I think one of the skill checks will allow you to determine the cause of death right away, and, um, I failed that one and didn't try it again, um, and I didn't, try again the skill check with ruby could have also have been because i got the the, the result that i wanted with that one um and i didn't tr uh try again with the, the tribunal um but everything else i did kind of like fiddle around and fudge with and save scum until i got the right things or what i felt like was the right things um so this playthrough that i did um okay to be fair Going into it, I knew a lot more about the game and sort of what I had to do, and especially because I had just finished playing it, I kind of remembered a lot of it, and so, like, um, I was super, super fucking efficient in, like, the first two or three days of this, um, where I had, like, all of these, these pins lined up that just needed to fall, like, once I got access to the other side of the, the town or whatever, um, 
And so, you know, it couldn't really be like a true playthrough in that sort of sense, because I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have happened without some sort of prior knowledge of like, oh, I should go into this location first and do all of these things that will make my life easier first. Um, but it was, I, I, I really enjoyed doing that, um, because one, um, you know, all right, and I, I mean, I have at this point started a third playthrough, <laughs> I'm starting to play through, um, where I'm being so mean to everybody, and I'm becoming a fascist, and I do kind of hate it, um, but I also am just so curious as to what, like, what happens when you do that, that I, I couldn't contain the thought, like, as, as revolved, as revolt, um, as revolting as it is to, like, press, the button that literally, like, quite, like, word for word says, yeah, I'm down with racism. Um, I am just very intrigued as to, like, how that changes, like, a game playthrough. How, you know, does that make it harder? Like, do characters, you know, realize that you're fucking racist and, like, a white supremacist and not interact with you? Um, the answer seems to be not really, um, which is intriguing, or at least so far. Um, you know, you do really, (laughs) you do piss off Kim very early on and, um, stay, have him stay pissed off, which is extremely understandable. Um, it hurts my heart, but, um, it must be done for the sake of figuring out what there is to figure out in this game. Um... Anyway, uh, what else do I have to say? Um, oh, yes, but, like, even just this this second playthrough that I did um, starts to unlock um, just tiny little bits more of, of um, dialogue and of the game when you click, like, slightly different things or you do things in a slightly different order. Um, and it was also the kind of thing where, like, it wasn't totally perfect. Um where, like, for example, one of the things that happens is you have to talk to, or you go, uh, inspect this apartment or whatever, um, and it's the, like, the racist cryptid guy, uh, guy's apartment, um, and I didn't do that beforehand because I was like, oh, I'll do it afterwards, you know, once he's there and see what happens, and the answer is you can't do it once he's there. You, like, kind of fail that part of the the quest or whatever, um, And, you know, it wasn't too big of a deal. There was, like, other things that could make up for that. But I was like, oh, you know, like, I, oh, I didn't get this perfect, despite the fact that I've played this game before. Like, I still couldn't anticipate all of the ways that, like, doing things in different orders would affect stuff. Um, You know, even from, like, the big things kind of like that to, like, the tiny things of just, like, slightly different dialogue options that weren't there before or um, stuff like that. Um... Uh, what else was I going to say? Um, I don't know. Let me look at my, look at my notes. Um, oh, (laughs) so the first playthrough that I did, I also did forget that there were a couple of, um, plot points that weren't resolved that I wanted to do. Um, the first thing was that I forgot about the board game, um, and also book club, but I'll start with the board game. Um, I bought Suzerainity from the store, and this is like my first playthrough where I don't really know how to find money good, and um, I was like, no, there's a board game I can play with 
a friend that I consider family, I'm forcing the lieutenant to play this game with me. Um, and then I was just like waiting for a good time because I, I thought he would judge me if I sat down in the middle of the day and played a board game with him. So I was like, I'll do it at night. And like, you know, what ended up happening was that he got shot and had to leave before I could play this Settlers of Catan ripoff with him. Um, and I was so sad. And so my second playthrough, I, f- of course, made sure to play that. Um, and I also, like, you know, I also never got went back to book club in my first playthrough. Um, some of it is just that, like, you know, as much as the game kind of tells you when you interact with Ruby, like, oh, you know, a lot of these plot points that you are thinking about um, uh, will go away if you do this. Like, it's kind of, you know you don't think, oh, I literally will not be able to do any of these, like, side quests, um, so that was, so that was a little bit, like, not disappointing that the first playthrough, it was just something that I, like, didn't realize, um, I also realized that I was extremely lucky the first time, so, like, um, like, very specifically, the, the figuring out the, the, um, uh, the footsteps, at the start, like, near the crime scene, I, like, before going to talk to anybody, um, I found these footsteps and was able to deduce them perfectly right away, um, and figured out that there were eight people who did this, did this murder or were here at this lynching or whatever, and so when I saw them later on, I already knew, like, who they were, um, versus the second playthrough that I did, I you know, didn't pass that skill check right away, and I was like, I'm not going to sit here and try it over and over and over again. I'll go talk to the people and come back and do this later. And so when I talked to the people and came back and did this later, um, you know, it was slightly different. I could say, like, oh, this fo- the- these footprints were Titus's, and these footprints were Angus's, and, like, I could recognize them by name. And so um, it was kind of funny to see that slightly different, like, order of things. Um and the other thing that I realized that I'm, I must, I must have been so lucky with was, um, inspecting the body just in general, um, because I think, and this is part of like what, um, the way that this game is is good about um easing players into how to play it, um, is that it kind of forces you to lose some checks early on so that way you understand how to unlock them again so like for example the like grabbing the tie off of the fan you know if you grab the tie off if you try to grab the tie off the fan um and you fail which you probably will you immediately have the option to turn off the fan and then see how that affects that skill check and so uh you kind of get that like right away that sort of like immediate failure and success um Unless you're like me who failed it twice in a row or failed it twice in a row and then didn't get my tie until like halfway through the game. Um, but I don't know. I think that was another one. The the inspecting the body. I think it's intended to make you fail the first time you're supposed to like try not to puke. Um, and I'm glad that like my first playthrough I didn't because I, I don't like watching people vomit. Um But the second one I didn't pass that and then it made me go find some some, uh, some ammonia from somebody and it, like, you know, leads you to the, the drugstore and then they don't have it there and then it leads you to somebody else and it, like, forces you to, like, move around the town a little bit when, um, in a very directed way, 
when the first time that I played through this, I like A, had trouble finding the body first of all, and then B, like didn't kind of have a whole lot of direction or like sense of the of the town of like where what where everything was. Um, and so I kind of had to figure that out. Um, but yeah, so I was like very lucky about that. And then I think there was something else that happened like in that same sort of scene where I was just like, I was like, oh damn, I really should not have, have gotten, have passed this check and somehow did. Um, but this, so this playthrough, um, I did shoot the body down, which was, which was fun and funny. And it also made a very different playthrough, um, because, and like, this is one of the things where I think you're not intended to do. And so I did kind of like stop and re resave and resave and resave and stuff like that. Um, and I, I just like, I realized how much of a difference that one action can affect your gameplay of like, I was running around talking to, um, a whole bunch of racist people talking to, um, trying to convince a small child to like me so that I could use his secret hideout to get onto a roof, failing my fucking jump to get my coat over and over and over again in my first playthrough. Um, and the second playthrough, like, yeah, eventually I did need to, like, get to the harbor, um, but I could do a lot more with the body before having to go around trying to, trying to break in and talk to other people. Um, the second playthrough, I also did figure out where to, what fridge I could shove a body into early on. So I was so prepared for that. I was so excited to be like, we're going to put this body in the, the fucking polar bear fridge and it's going to be the best moment of my career. Um, and it really well and truly was, um, <laughs> my my notes I I don't know what I took notes on and why I took notes on what I did but I wrote um last time no Kim now Kim is judging my gay awakening frowny face um so this the I think the first time that I went and talked to the the smoker on the balcony um it was after Kim had gone to take the body to the morgue or something like that um and so I went and talked to him by myself and so I was you know I mean of course I you know in my brain my me brain I was like oh yes of course Harry is attracted to this man um but it was so funny to go um go with Kim to to go talk to this this man and um have the option of saying like why is he so, like why is he so pretty why do I feel so funny and like Kim just fucking like cackling at you um, in his own way, um, so very good, um, oh, the other loose end that I didn't realize that I had forgotten until I remembered that I had forgotten it was the container, um, that you, you move and set down and, like, you need rhetoric to, to force it to open, and so both of these playthroughs I played with, uh, like, the, what is it, the psychic prototype or whatever where you're super super empathetic and super in tune with everything but you're not very smart um and so all of those like rhetoric um logic encyclopedia um what's the other one visual calculus all of those checks were super fucking hard for me to get at the start um and I never and like especially rhetoric because I feel like not a lot of the clothes have that on there um so I uh was I gonna say um 
uh, so I never got that open in the first playthrough, and then the harbor locked down, and then I couldn't try it again, um, so in the second one, I was like, this is my mission, I'm gonna do it, and then I finally opened it, and, I mean, oh, I should have, like, mentioned this was gonna be very spoilery at the start, but whatever, and I open it, and it's a, what is it, a mega rich light bending guy, and I was like, there is no anything that could have prepared me for what was in this container. Like, I was sitting here, I'm, like, so convinced that, like, it's, um, who we've got, like, Everard Clare is the guy who we talked to, and I was convinced that, um, Edgar Clare, like, his twin brother was gonna be in this container, and, like, it was gonna unlock, like, a whole bunch of other, like, random side quests that I could do, or it was gonna be his dead body, and we were gonna, like, have to deal with that, or, like, some, like, it was gonna be something insane, and it was something insane, but it was, no, like, again, nothing could have prepared me for that as, like, the thing that happened, um, so it was very amusing to me, um, but, um, but yes, no, it was just, it was fun being able to go around and, like, tie up all the loose ends of some of the mysteries that I had, I had discovered the previous time. Um, the other thing that I had really wanted to figure out in the previous time was, um, the pale as like a concept um so like i you know because there is a difference between you putting together clues and stuff like that and understandings and your character doing though doing that um because like um like for example i think one of the things early on is um uh lena who's the, the cryptozoologist's wife or whatever when you first come out of your hotel room and go downstairs she gives you a little like pop quiz about like the world that you live in um and if you stopped to look at the calendar, like, on your way, um, you would know that it's the year 51. And if you didn't, then you wouldn't, your character wouldn't know that. But, like, I know that because I, you know, played through the game before, and now I remember what, what, um, what year it is. And so, like, if you didn't click on that, like, you wouldn't have that as an option. Um, and so, you know, I, as a person, my first playthrough put together a lot about this idea of, like, the pale, and I was like, okay, so this is definitely what's, like, fucked up this, this one random lorry, woman lorry driver over there, and, like, it, this definitely got to, got something to do with it, I think it's really cool, it's, like, some, what is it, it's, like, something beyond, like, is this, like, the afterlife, what's going on here, um, and so I was really intrigued by it, but I just couldn't figure out, like, how to find out more information about it, um, and this time I kind of stumbled into it upon doing the thing of, like, I want to pass all the checks that I want to pass, um, kind of playthrough. Um, and that whole, like, I mean, that does open up a whole nother, like, little, little side quest information-y thing that I'll talk about in a second. But, um, um, what else did I want to say about that topic? I don't know. Again, this is a thing where even though I took notes, I really didn't actually take notes, and my brain is just non-functioning at this point in my life. Um, but I just, I had so much fun playing through this and um, getting to do all the things that I couldn't do before, and this second playthrough, I think, really was what, like, I loved the game. I, I really, really loved the game, the first the first playthrough that I did, that's just why I kept playing it. Um and I loved the story, and I wanted to know more about the story, and I was so intrigued. But this second playthrough was the one that, like, blew my brain wide open of, like, getting to 
nitpick all the pieces to put all the pieces together getting to like see how this whole like um anodic dance music club in the church and the the two millimeter hole in the world and the 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 curse of the the com- commercial zone and and um the the phasmid and like all of this stuff like coming together and like it was just so it was so cool um and I think too like what else because I um because I also I found out a lot more about the murder itself like by the end of this game I um or by the end of the game in the first playthrough I was kind of disappointed I was like what the fuck like I mean spoilers major spoilers um I was like what the fuck the murderer is nobody like is this random guy that you can only talk to like once you've already passed the tribunal once you've like dealt with you've like already you know there's this there's this line that you can say in the tribunal to try to convince the like um the mercenaries to not to to de-escalate where you say like I know who did it it wasn't like the person the people that you're looking at right now um and um uh and they're like oh yeah who was it and then you've got like these like list of options like where you can clue style accuse somebody of doing stuff um and like there's no possible way you can get that answer right because you can't even go talk to the guy who's the murderer like until after this has happened um and it was something yeah that was like I felt like the rug had gotten pulled out from under me it's like how would have been possible for me to figure this out um and some of the answer to that I like have realized on keeping playing through this is that like as much as this kind of is a mystery it's also more of a parody of a cop procedural and there is something very um I don't want to say liberating but like very like I think it's on purpose that the the killer is not somebody that you like was not a suspect until they existed in front of you and you knew that they were the killer um it's very like it is a big pushback to the the stereotypical you know cop procedural um and especially it is it's a fun pushback you know when you consider how we deal with cop procedurals in in other media which is just like like glorifying cops and stuff like that um but the second playthrough i realized that like you know there are a lot of there are a lot of clues that can get you to this guy the the murderer being the murderer before it happens um and so like i think one of them is that like um if you pass this one check when you shoot the body or when you shoot the body down if you do that by yourself um you know at some point if you talk to the guy he says like love killed him or love did him in and then um but he's he says like communism killed him and so then then you're like what the fuck like what does that mean and like of course you think oh maybe like you know the union like that's that's pretty communistic and then you realize they're not actually like as hardcore communists as what I, oh, I don't know but basically there's like stuff like that there's the whole um like yeah the thing that I never picked up on was the um the footprints um and the secret passageway and um I thought like Ruby was going up there into the secret passageway and whatever um and and spying on Clausia and it turned out to be like this man and I'm like oh my god like and you know as these pieces are are coming into place it starts to be so much clearer that like 
you know, there actually was some evidence for, like, very specifically, like, some creepy person that, like, we don't know about that's really into communism that um, has committed this murder. Um, But the problem is it's, like, very specific checks and, like, kind of only if you get a bunch of them, only if you, like, find the bullet in this dead man will you know what that he would, like, you know... Um, because at some point we do learn that he was shot, I think. Even if you don't find that out by yourself. I can't actually remember that. Um, no, yes. Yes, yeah. I think Clausia tells tells you that, that he was shot. Um, and But, like, you know, you, you don't find out what make of gun it is unless you find the bullet yourself. And so, therefore, you can't know that it was, like, an old-fashioned sniper rifle that nobody has anymore. Um, or, like, if, if you don't catch the Maybells as they're, like, floating by, by you, you don't realize that somebody has, like, you know, as much as you can, like, later on look at the flowers in other places and be like, huh, this doesn't look like the flowers that were there, you still don't have them to go ask other people about and find out that they were a symbol, symbol of the, the communist revolutionaries. Um, and so... I don't know, like, it was so fun to be like, oh, I thought I, like, you know, did a pretty good job of putting the mystery together, even if, like, my character didn't have all of the pieces, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I I understand this, and then seeing, like, even more and even more and being like, oh, oh, like, Clausia and Ruby were, like, together together, and that was, like, this whole big thing, like, oh, I didn't realize that was legitimate, like, blah, 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 and, um, I don't know, it, like, just there's so many layers to this story and peeling it back with like subsequent playthroughs is something that's like so interesting to me um which is <laughs> which is part of the reason why I'm like ah yes I am being a, a playing doing a playthrough where I'm just going to be a dick to everybody because cuz you know what what might you learn upon doing that um uh, and again I just games time loops uh, repeating things over and over again as 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 it should be um anyway the other things that I thought were really cool about this um that I wanted to go nuts about was like this concept of the pale and that just the world building in this in this game um and I again I do understand that this comes from like a novel that someone wrote um and I really want to go read that that book if it's translated into English at this point. Um, but, like, I don't know, just thinking about this idea that, like, you live on these, these sort of, like, planets almost, these, like, realms that are separated by this, like, fog, this, this thing that makes you go mad and yet people will go through it and navigate it to try to reach other people. Um, and like when you're in this fog, you're connected to like all of human time and memory and like, that's just, that shit's nuts. That shit's nuts. And then you've learned the fact that this is slowly consuming the world. Um, and it's like encroaching on civilization bit by bit. Um, and then like to learn at some point, like they've only got 20 years left. Um, and you suddenly realize that like, you know, as important as this mystery is that you figured out that is not the story that is happening here. The story that is happening here is this like sort of like the plight of humanity against like encroaching like doom and darkness right after it is already like pulled itself out of another kind of like interpersonal doom and darkness. Um, 
and especially with like Harry as the main character like as one of the f- the few if only person um to like be given this knowledge to understand the fact that the world is ending and uh, like that's just such a like what the fuck <laughs> like what the fuck my my brain my brain is is exploded um And so one of the things that I thought was the absolute fucking coolest, and this was the thing that I think I didn't actually have to like retry too many times. Um, I think like once or something like that. Um, but I was like, I will not get this wrong was, um, talking to the Insulindian Phasmid at the end. Um, and this was something that like the first time that I played through this, I was like really careful, but I also don't think I like, I failed some check and he escaped um and this time getting to play through that whole like conversation and and interacting with this creature was just like like I genuinely was tearing up um at some of the stuff that was like coming out of this creature's mouth and like some of the like the conversation oh I forgot I was taking screenshots too I didn't even just have my notes I have screenshots um some of the conversations that you can you can have with this character um actually let me see if there's any other screenshots that I want to talk about first no it's mostly the insulindian phasmid um insulin phasmid insulindian phasmid um no okay I'm probably just gonna read some quotes from this um blah 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 blah, blah. um the insulindian phasmid to you uh that must be incredibly hard the arthropods are in silent and meaningless awe of you know that we are watching when you're tired when the vision spins out of control the insects will be looking on rooting for you and when you fall we will come to raise you up bud from you banner-like blossom from you and carry you apart in a sky funeral in honor of your passing but not me because i am just a leaf eater um, and then later on, um, you ask, where does this come from, all of this around us, the world? Not even the birds know that. Not even the water lilies. Then all we can do is beat our fists against it day after day with no answer? You can also eat it. If it's a leaf, you can put it in your mouth. Yum yum. Or a reed. Like, I just, like, I don't know. I can't, I can't find words that describe how much I love this, this like intersection of like this beast that is like super wise, all knowing, like a speaker of the earth and the, the pale and, and existence outside of our human life, who also is just a bug who goes yum yum when he can eat a leaf. Um, and so a lot of this this game you're playing this whole game and there are these references to a miracle that you're expecting um i think the cryptozoologists like you know talk about um cryptids as like a miracle and you know you are you're looking out for this miracle and then you finally talk to the phasmid and one of the things you can ask is um are you the miracle and the phasmid says no you are the miracle um and which is just so good to start out with and then you can say how um the moral of our encounter is i am a relatively median life form while you are extreme all engulfing madness a volatile simian nervous system ominously new to the planet 
The pale, too, came with you. No one remembers it before you. The Snidarians do not. The radial symmetricals do not. There is an almost unanimous agreement between the birds and the plants that you are going to destroy us all. And then, um... I, oh, actually, I, this is the one time that I misclicked a button and I was pissed about it, but I didn't want to restart it, um, but I wanted to ask about the pale being human-made, um, the other, the, the two responses to that is, wait, the pale is human-made, or two, I don't have that kind of power, um, and so, you know, I don't have that kind of power, you are a violent and irrepre irrepressible miracle, the vacuum of cosmos and the stars burning in it are afraid of you. Given enough time, you would wipe us all out and replace us with nothing, just by accident. How? We suspect it will be something like the oxygen holocaust that wiped out anaerobic life 2.6 billion years ago, when organisms first started breathing, only much worse. And then conceptualization. Instead of air, you exhale thoughts. There are no trees that eat thoughts. And that line is... That line is like circling around in my brain on repeat you instead of air you exhale thoughts there are no trees that eat thoughts um and you know a lot of it is this particular game and this like this world building where like this pale the the, the like is this conglomeration of all of the the, the thinkings and the the thoughts of of human beings and that it is man-made and that as time goes on and like um it will it will grow and grow and grow and grow and that this will be the end of the world and the end of the world will come from humans um and that is like a very you know world building specific aspect of this but it also is just like you know the huge metaphor of like humans as um like a destructive force not only for the physical things that you do but also for like the ideas that come out of that and how those interact with the world which is which is, which is so much, um, and then there's this, and then there's this thought of, like, um, you know, um, oh, I think I cut this off, but, uh, what if, what, or what if you blink, are we still here, please don't blink, what if you misplace us all one day, or just forget, you, have I always thought this way, the phasmid, no, you're only thinking it now, this is a revelation, you, I will be extra careful not to blink, stick insect. Don't worry. Um, Insulinian phasmid, please be, or one day one of you will close your eyes and sigh and open them to see that none of this ever existed. Um, and then um, this last this last little bit from the, the insulin dune phasmid and this was the this was the time that i was super fucking worried because again i have i hadn't had this particular interaction and kim wants to take a picture of this bug and i am so worried that something is something's going to go wrong when he tries to take a picture of this this fucking cryptid because like that's always how cryptid stories happen like you know either it hurts the thing or um, you know, the whole, the Koldamamadakwa, um, or whatever the fuck it's called in this story, is this, this sound is, like, it's a cryptid that is just sound waves that, like, got almost wiped out when people were trying to communicate with it, and I'm like, oh my god, is that gonna happen here? Like, what's, I'm like, I, I don't want to take this picture, but, like, maybe I, I, I need to know what happens when I do, because what if I do, and what if I do, and it'll be wonderful, and, um, you know, of course, the, like, the brain thoughts that are going through your head at this time, um, and then, um, 
Uh, and so then we've got, um, 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 you, uh, I think I'm having a vision about the final fate of mankind, Kim. Okay. After a second, the lieutenant asks, is it somehow related to the case? You, no, I told you what it's about, our fate. Kim, I think we should take the picture, and then you should back away from the unstudied species. And then you, uh, to the phasmid. I have to say goodbye now. I have no more thoughts. That was all. The phasmid, no, there is one more. And then you have four options. Um, the first one is, no, there are no more thoughts. Two, of all the creatures I've met, you are the kindest. Three, of all the creatures I've met, you are the scariest. Four, of all the creatures I've met, you are the most beautiful. Which is just, like, I don't know, like, I don't go nuts for this. Um... um Sorry, I'm just looking at some of my notes. Oh, um, and this was like, so this was the experience that like, I don't know, that this is part of like what the heart of this game is. You know, this game is very much enmeshed in human interaction, in political structures, in sort of the destruction that we wrought on ourselves in this world, and the wonder that can be found in it despite all of that, um, and this conversation is like, you know, there's a reason that this happens after the murder has been solved, that this is the last thing, you know, besides like the sort of debrief you have with your police officers, like this is the last big, amazing thing to happen, um, is because it's kind of like, it's needed, it's fit into that. Um, but anyway, I did find some other stuff that I have written down or taken screenshots of. Um, and so one, <laughs> one of them is like at the end, um, when you're talking to your police buddies, uh, you can ask Kim to like sort of back you up about how good you've been. Um, and in this second playthrough, I very distinctly, um, did not have Harry use any, and no alcohol, no cigarettes, no drugs, no anything like that. Um, the first playthrough, I did use that on occasion just because I was like, no, I've got to pass this, this check. Like, I've got to make sure that this is right. Like, when I did karaoke, I think, <laughs> I think I did it, like, on alcohol or on speed or something like that because I was like, no, I must, I must succeed at karaoke. Um, and the second playthrough, I distinctly didn't do that, um, because I, I wanted to, first of all, I just wanted to see, like, if that would have any effect on anything. Um, and I think there is, like, at the end, um, and Judith, one of the, um, one of the other policemen, the satellite officers, like, notices that, you know, I've been completely sober this whole time, and, like, um, you ask Kim to back you up, and, uh, he does, and he has, like, all of this stuff, um, blah, 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 I don't know, but he's vocal about both of them, um, and then there's the motor carriage in the sea, something I was not present for, blah, 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 but, Despite all of this, he is a great detective, one of the best I've seen, in fact. He can talk human beings into telling him everything, and he doesn't stop. In all the time I've spent with him, he has not once stopped pursuing leads, however far-fetched and tangential. He is tireless, madly driven. Well, except that one time when, when he stopped to sing karaoke, which, by the way, was a valiant effort. He really sang his heart out. <laughs> and I just love that because, like... Like, this is so fucking, I don't know, I'm going insane about this karaoke thing, um, and this is something, like, like, I, um, I saw somebody, somebody, uh, drew this moment, um, and I saw on Tumblr, um, 
and you know part of the thing about this game is that like you can play it however you want so you can do the things that you want to and you can you you know your characterization is hair of harry is going to be different than somebody else's like ideal characterization of harry and stuff like that um but one thing that they did that like just hit me was you know he was in the same outfit that my Harry was in when I tried to do karaoke, um, because it's like, you know, the, 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 the maximum drama outfit, it's like the bow tie, the culturally insensitive robe, the like specific pants, the specific like shoes or whatever, specific glasses, like whatever it is, like, and having this moment of like, oh, like everyone does that because everyone wants to do their best to succeed at karaoke who tries to to, to pass this check. Um, and also just like this recurring like mention and emphasis on this like one moment of like joy but sadness because he does sing a sad song, but you know, he wants to do this. He wants to, to feel this joy. Um of performing and and sharing his heart and sharing his bearing his soul and stuff like that like I don't know like I just I'm just not going nuts for like because like you know a lot of games um I'm thinking this this part of this game reminds me a lot of um A Way Out which I've never played but I've you know watched a full playthrough of which is this game where you're you're two it's a it's a co-op game and you are two people who are like in a prison and you ba- you break out and you um you know work with your buddy to do stuff um and to to escape the police and this whole story um it, you know it's very high octane you're r- on the run um but you can like stop and play baseball for a bit with your friend or like go on a seesaw and um you know, that's kind of, that's a very, that's a staple of, um, of video games, um, is that, like, you need something to break up that sort of, like, intensity, um, you need to be able to, like, put a funny hat on your character or to, um, you know, like, I don't know, even if it's something as basic as just, like, moving your character, like, crouching up and down or, like, moving around or, like, taking off all of your clothes and wandering around butt naked, like, you've just got to be doing, you able to do something that's fun and funny, um, to, to cut the tension, and usually it's, like, just not addressed, like, you know, nobody says, like, at some point, like, hey, why did you, um, play baseball with some other man's son while you should have been running away from the police kind of thing um and yet in this game we do have this reference of like oh yes like all of these things happen like you know we're not treating this as like some video game mechanic they happened in the narrative and in the story and like and yet it mattered it mattered that he took this moment to find himself and to to, to let out the song that he <laughs> had welling in him, and it's so, it's so wild, um, what else do I have to say about this, um, oh, the second playthrough, um, this is another thing that I, like, actually, I'm, you know, in my playthrough now, I, I'm not gonna do, um, I avoided the policeman, so the first time, the first playthrough, I didn't really catch, actually, no, so I knew the two policemen, um, Jean-Heron, Vicmar, whatever his name is, and, um, Judith, 
who like sit in the whirling and like you can talk to I'm like oh I knew that the the two of them were policemen and I knew they were on my on my squad even if like Harry didn't know because he he doesn't again there's that disconnect between like uh what is it the the um dramatic irony between what you know and what your character knows and stuff um but the third police guy I didn't actually catch and I was like so pissed at myself for not doing that but um I like this run through I specifically did not interact with any of them because I was like listen if I don't talk to them they can't know that something's wrong right they don't see me wandering around this place like a chicken with my head cut off in like the dumbest outfits ever huh and it's so funny because like no like we said like everything in this game that happens happens so that includes you running around and talking to random strangers and not admitting that you don't know you're a policeman even if you don't talk to them they can still glean that fact from everybody else and you know the situations and stuff like that um which was really funny um the other thing that I was able to do this time um part of it was just because I um remembered how money worked (laughs) or, or knew how money worked earlier on um and found some thoughts that helped a lot more with that was um getting more info about Dora before her, her, the dream of her, of, like, calling her, um, at the phone box, phone booth or whatever, um, over and over again until I got to talk to her, which was, which was nuts. It was so wild to me that, like, you got to do it, um, and it's also the kind of thing where, like, um, I think the first time that I played this, I, you know, tried calling a random number twice, I think it was, and the third time that you do it is when, um, you can call Dora, um, and so, I don't know, like, this game is the kind of thing where it's, like, you can't be a completionist playing this game, because if you do and you ask every single question, you do every single action, you're gonna hurt some people, you're gonna alienate some people, and then you're not gonna, you're gonna make life harder for you, um, so, I mean, I guess you could technically do it, but, like, you know, that's not the best, that's not the best strategy, um, you do kind of have to play this RPG like it's an RPG and, um, make some choices, um, But there also is moments like these where it's like, well, you know, how was I supposed to know that, like, if I called this, this number, like, X amount of times, I would get to talk to my ex, not ex-wife, but, like, ex-fiancé or whatever. Um, Like, there is no indication, and so it's so fun. This is part of the reason that, like, playing it again is so nice, is because when things like this happen and you can explore that and find out these, like, little hidden secrets, it's just, it's just so cool, um, okay, and the last thing that I wanted to say, um, that I wrote down, and hopefully there wasn't other stuff that I wanted to say that I've forgotten about, oh, wait, actually, before that, the other thing that I did was start, um, I forced Sarah to play this game with me, and, um, we played as somebody who is the, the smart person instead of the empathetic person, which, you know, we only played through, like, you know, maybe 40 minutes of it, um, so we got, like, but even in that, like, you know, beginning bits of it, you get a lot more of, uh, different information from all of these passive checks that you're experiencing, um, so, like, 
a lot of my passive checks were the like the esprit de corps and the um, empathy checks that were like you know how people are feeling and sort of like the oh and the um, inland empire and like um, this sort of like very mood setting um, information and playing through as like the smart person you'd get a lot of just like straight up facts about things and so like you know, I'd learn a lot more about the history of the town and, like, the history of the people and things like that, as opposed to, like, the vibe of things. And it's so... It was, like, the difference was shocking. And it was the kind of thing where, like, you know, had I had I known that that would make such a difference, I probably would have said, like, I mean, you know, we were only playing it for a little bit, but I'm like, okay, like, you know, Sarah, you would not be the kind of person who would be interested in playing this spe- this specific archetype because you're just going to get boring information. You should play as one of these other ones that'll tell you more about, like, who you find sexy or, like, you know, what the the vibe of this police station is or something like that. Um, but, you know, I was already intending on replaying this through multiple, multiple times with, like, some of the different... Um, uh, the different archetypes, but now I'm like, oh, like, oh my god, there's gonna be so much more to read in that case, um, and I'm, I'm very, very excited for that. I think I just, I did pick the exact right one to start with, though, um, 10 out of 10 would recommend with, with that in particular, um, yeah, do I have anything else to say about that? work brain no other than man this is another kind of thing where I would love to just subject everyone I know to to this piece of media but it's also the kind of thing where it takes you like 20 to 30 hours of playing through to like actually get the get through the game and unless you do it well enough, like, you might not fall in love with it the first time you play it, and I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) this is not realistic, but we'll see. Um, okay, the last thing that I have to say is that, uh, so somebody that I follow on Tumblr is, like, really, really into haunted houses and the idea of, like, architectural hauntings and sort of, like, um, uh, like the life of cities and the life the lives of buildings and stuff like that um, and it was something that I like you know th- I thought was cool on a on a very like surface level I'm like ooh, like I'm super happy you're into this like I'm I love to see this kind of art love to see these kinds of thoughts I don't have very strong feelings about this my strong feelings are on stuff like you know time loops and whatnot um, and then I got this one interaction with um, I think it's Inland Empire. I might have been a different... No, Shivers. It's Shivers. That's my... Uh, fully wrong, because Shivers is the one that's, like, um, the, like, the heart of the, the town and the, and the heart of Revishal. Um, but, um, uh, it basically speaks to you and is, 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 you know, uh, insinuating that you are its champion, that you are its, its savior, and it's very similar, like, vibes to this kind of thing of, like, you were the only person to talk to the insulindian phasmid and to know that like humanity does not have long left um and uh it's just on a much smaller scale with just the city um but there's this there's this whole big monologue and one of the things that it says is um the city itself speaks um i need you you can keep me on the earth be vigilant i love you 
and I'm just like, I'm going nuts, I'm going nuts about this, this idea of like, of a place, like, I don't know, like, I think that, that settings and that, you know, in, in real life, I think a lot about, um, locations and, and settings and, like, how you can love a place and how you can leave a place and how, you know, you can return to a place and how all of those actions are, like, inexplicably linked and you, you can't have one without the other and you're constantly doing all three of them and, um, you, you know, there's just this whole big mess of emotions and, I don't know, like, had conversations with people about how you can hardly ever go to a place without starting to put down roots and falling in love with it, and, um, and this idea of, like, a city being your space, or of of a town, or of a building, like, being your space, and how that feels, and also, um, I just, I, like, you know, never fully thought about this idea, um, of that space loving you back, (laughs) like, I mean, in this case, it's, um, like a physical, uh, I mean, we, 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 there is this personification, we get this voice that can say, um, you keep, you can keep me on the earth, be vigilant, I love you, um, and that's not true in most cases, um, so it's kind of harder to see that sort of love of the city, that personification of it, when it's not f- actual, like, literal personification in words and things like that, um, and maybe I'd never, f- f- you know, thought about personification, per- personifying things like in real life, and that's why I'd never have sort of like a lit on this topic before. But it's like just this, this like very brief interaction, these very few sentences, like suddenly flipped a switch in my brain, and I am now newly obsessed with this concept of like setting as a character. Um, and you know what that means and how that affects the characters in the story and I just like I don't know like there are there are so many pieces of media that I've interact with interacted with and have thought like oh this has fundamentally changed the way that I experience media the way that I um the the things that I look for the, the stuff that I like um how I will approach like my own creation of of art and stuff like that but like this in particular is something that I can super super pinpoint to like this not even this game this moment in this game and suddenly my my brain has been like oh like places are 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 people <laughs> and places have have life and and can love you back in the same way um which is just nuts. Um, anyway, I have been talking about this for too goddamn long, um, and I probably had more to say that I just cannot, um, remember and, and have not remembered, um, but that's okay, so I am just gonna call it here and say goodbye.